fun fact about me is that if anyone starts chanting USA, USA, I will join in regardless of the circumstance, whether it's a wedding, a school recital, a funeral, does not matter. That's just who I am. But as a result, I am extremely excited to announce our next guest, First Lieutenant Amber English. She recently won the gold medal at the Olympic Games for skeet shooting while setting a world record. So please excuse the audio. It is a call-in. She's uh, fairly busy, but hope you enjoy. Try Combat Comb-Over for your hair and your face and your beard. And then once you have all that additional swagger, you need something to carry it around in. Use the Nut Ruck by Arbor Arms. And while you're uh, carrying that Nut Ruck, you should also remember to keep yourself as fresh as possible because you never know what might happen when you're looking that good. So keep yourself some body powder from Hollywood Powder Company. Use our discount code SMOKEPIT on all of our sponsors to save yourself some money. Welcome to the Smoke Pit. Today joining us, we have First Lieutenant Amber English. She's a member of the Army's world-class athlete program, as well as a gold medalist in the Tokyo Olympics. Welcome, Amber. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. I um, I, I hear some, some gunfire in the background. Are you at the range right now? Yes, I'm actually back in uh, good old Fort Benning, Georgia, where uh, the... Uh, Jobs and everything still go on, so people are out there training right now. Oh, wow. So you, you, you win a gold medal for your country, and then days later you're back on the range. <laughs> yep, I took a one day off. Now I'm back. <laughs> wow, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's dedication. So um, leading up to this, um, I know probably a, a bunch of different things were, were going through your head. Could you kind of talk us through maybe your, your mental process preparing for the games up to the actual uh, conduct of the event? You know, this is uh, unlike any other games to prepare for. You know, I'm very fortunate to have uh, a lot of people in the world-class athlete program and Army Marksmanship Unit that have been there and done that. We have a gold medalist in our office currently. Um, So it was kind of a, a roller coaster ride just to prepare for this match because, you know, due to COVID, things were getting canceled and rescheduled, and so I'm just so humbled and and um, you know, there was a huge relief to even just be able to go to the Olympics in general, and that it wasn't canceled. Oh, for sure. I um I had totally planned to to go and spectate last summer, uh, particularly because the the logo was just so good. You know, <laughs> yeah, the original 2020 logo. Yeah. Yeah, we were uh, very thankful that it was just postponed and not canceled. So pretty crazy uh, series of events to get there, but we're very happy it happened. For sure. Uh, so what was it like to um, to step out onto that, uh, onto that uh, competition field and kind of like look around and be like, wow, these are really the best shooters in the world? Yeah, you know, I I have shot for a very long time, and I thought that I knew what nervous felt like until I actually stepped onto that field. (laughs) Um, Just the anxiety and nerves and just emotions that were going through was difficult to try to control, but I knew, you know, if I could control my own emotions and what I have control over, it'll work out just as we have planned. So it was, uh, yeah, I I was very, very, very nervous. So uh, are there any techniques or are there any uh, methods that you use to help calm your nerves when you're um, about to go out and shoot? Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of a crazy ordeal. When you feel the most pressure as a person, that's when you start to 
you know, have weird self-talk. I don't know how these thoughts or memories come up, but it's, it's kind of like a self-sabotage. So you really just have to, you know, remind yourself that, hey, I'm, I'm here for myself and try not to get wrapped up um, in all the people supporting you at home or, or the pressure of the expectations and to just really bring it back to, you know, hey, what's the task at hand and what, what, it, what do I need to do to break this next target? And so you, uh, you'd been on this journey for, for quite some time. How did it feel for it to culminate with uh, setting a, a new uh, Olympic record? You know, I just still today, I can't even believe that this match is over. Like I had said, just with the roller coaster ride of postponements and everything else, that I just never thought this match would end. <laughs> so um, it's just crazy. You know, I'm, I'm super thankful for all the support I've had leading up to it, and I'm uh, very excited for the future. And uh, what advice would you have uh, for people who are looking to uh, improve their marksmanship? Uh, what are what are some of the things that you feel you focus on the most? Yeah, you know, to prepare for this, I just uh, I just got used to being uncomfortable. You know, you can learn something from every single person. Um, doesn't mean that you need to be that exact same person and everything because we're all different. But I say, you know, you can learn something from everybody and take take a little tool and add it to your own personal toolbox. Fantastic. What advice would you would you give to up and coming shooters who are maybe looking into to get into competitive shooting? You know, sometimes uh, shooting can be very frustrating. I I don't golf, but I know it's a lot like golfing. Um, you know, we practice the same thing over and over and over again. And sometimes when you don't get it done, it's it's easy to get discouraged and negative and Shooting is just one of those things where you have to keep going and, and don't ever quit. Well, fantastic. You um you also um, shared the podium with um with with another former member of the Army's World Class Athlete Program who also uh, scored gold. Yes, uh, Vincent Hancock. Yeah, well, what was it like to um to sweep the event, especially both of you guys? Uh, you know, having your military background. Yeah, you know, it's an honor. I've uh, I've been helped out a lot by Vinny Hancock, and I was so proud and happy to be able to share that accomplishment with him specifically. Um, he's like a brother to me, so it was really, really cool to be able to see that. And, you know, the skeet team is very, very close, so we've worked really hard to be able to lean on each other or help anybody out um, if we see something that could be fixed or improved at the moment. All right, so um, when did you first realize that uh, this was the sport for you? You know, I grew up doing gymnastics, and it was that was a pretty painful sport. <laughs> so <laughs> after I was able to, you know, realize I'm not going to do that in college and took some time off, let my body heal up, and, you know, shooting's been involved in my family um, for a long, long time. So I tried rifle and pistol, and I was like, you know, it's not really for me, and then the shotgun coach was there and said they really needed more women on the um, shotgun team, and I tried it, and here I am several years later. Yeah, several years later, the best yeah. in the world at it. <laughs> yeah. Well, fantastic. Um, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to, to give us a call, and uh, I'll, I'll leave you with uh, one last question. Okay. Uh Next time that, um, that I'm down at Fort Bedding, uh, can I get a, a shotgun lesson? Yes, absolutely. Anytime. We'll be here. Hopefully, 
hopefully it's not as hot, but uh, yeah, anytime. Yeah, we're uh, we're considering starting a web series because there's the old adage out there that every Olympic should uh, include one average Joe for reference. <laughs> I saw some of those. Yeah, so I well, you know, I am the definition of the average Joe. So <laughs> no. I uh, yeah, I, I shot a little bit of rifle in the Marine Corps, but I'm not I'm not an Olympian with the shotgun. So I, I'd like to see the skill divide, you know. Yeah, no problem. Anytime we can showcase our sport and kind of put shooting in a positive light, we're uh, more than happy to do so. Because yeah, I think with uh, with military people, particularly, you know, old salty veterans, they kind of have this like chip on their shoulder that like, oh, yeah, you know, like uh, these people don't know how to shoot and stuff <laughs> like that. But then you look at some of the best shooters in the world and it's like, you know, not all of them are military. Yep. Yeah, just a lot of obsession and a little insanity, and you can get there. <laughs> well, I uh, I look forward to thoroughly being embarrassed on the range by your uh, by your guys' team. We'll get you to shoot good. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Devil. We're here for you. Thanks. Okay. Uh, so where can our listeners find you on social media? Yeah, so if you follow me at Amber English on Instagram, that's where I post all the latest stuff, and you can follow me through my journey for the next several years to come. So you're not gonna, you're not hanging up the uh, the vest after this. You're you're gonna take another crack at it. Yeah, you know that's that's totally undecided. I can't even fathom touching my gun right now at the moment, but uh, I, I will I will grab it to clean it and then. Uh, yeah, we do have some competitions here in the U.S. Um, starting in August and September, so I'll be at those, and then we'll just see how it goes from there. Yeah, you've been training really hard, and obviously your skills are just coming into the uh, you know the, the pinnacle of of where hard work meets talent. And I mm-hmm. look forward to seeing you in more competitions in the future. Thank you, I appreciate it. Yeah, we'll be there. Well, thank you so much for your time. Uh, fair winds, following seas, and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for the support. Thanks, guys. If you missed out on a little bit of the interview because of the connection, never fear. We uh, will turn that into an interview that you could find on our website, popsmokemedia.com. And uh, if you haven't heard, we've taken our website and turned it into a full-fledged news outlet now where, you know us, we've uh, been pretty vocal in activism and covering uh, veteran events and uh, talking about things that are important like advocating for better living conditions uh, and the I Am Vanessa Guillen Act and toxic exposure and burn pit and suicide prevention. Um, you know, we, we, we've done a lot of that uh, over the past, but we uh, changed the website. So actually now we're writing articles. Now we're going to the Pentagon to sit in on press briefings for alleged terrorists who say they want to be beekeepers when they get uh, released. Uh, so if, if you haven't checked out our website, check it out. It's uh, it's pretty amazing. And so it is my pleasure to introduce the new assistant editor-in-chief at Pop Smoke Media. Dylan, say hi. What's up, guys? It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, so it's um, it, it's pretty uh, pretty great to have Dylan on. You know, he's one of those 12-pound brains who's like read Greek philosophy and, and all that, and he does fancy things like spelling correctly, like a nerd. Yeah, I'm uh, less boring than it sounds, I promise. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's here to keep me honest and make sure that uh, what I'm putting out is uh, proofread and edited. <laughs> so that uh, that is a valuable service. Only a little bit. Yeah, so we, uh, we've uh, we've been doing this for a few weeks now. We've had great response. We've had a, a lot more hits to the website than I guess any of us really expected. And 
along with Dylan, we have a couple other writers. We have um, Justin Egan from a few episodes ago, the award-winning um, author. He's written a few op-eds for us. We have uh, some cybersecurity experts who want to remain an- anonymous because, you know, they're secret squirrels in the dark web. Uh, they've they've written some op-eds, and it's been it's been pretty cool to have you know people who really know their stuff coming on and and uh, and talking to us. Yeah, I mean it's exciting. We're trying to point this thing in all the directions possible. Um, in a world where news is somewhat black and white these days, we're trying to add as much color as we can, especially for the military community. Yeah, particularly because uh, things aren't always as um, as clear cut as sometimes uh, we are meant to believe. As I've used before, the euphemism we we use night vision goggles because it allows the most uh, shades of a color, so you could see the most detail. And in a in a in an age where disagreeing with somebody can somehow be offensive, uh, we want to do the traditional journalism of comparing and contrasting and offering. Uh, different sides of an argument to allow the reader to, you know, kind of make up their own mind. Yeah, we're going to touch on every facet possible, but we're also pretty stupid, so keep that in <laughs> mind. Yeah, we're um, we're we're doing our best to to research things, and um, I'm glad you point that up because in the the three weeks that we've been doing this, and you know, the the several hundred articles that I've written uh, beforehand, before you know, coming into this, I've noticed that. You know, I'll, I'll spend two or three hours writing and researching an article and uh, really kind of like exploring the possibilities and learning things. You know, I've, I've, I've written over 300 some odd articles and I've, I've had to Google things for 97 percent of the articles. So being a writer, you're inherently making a dedication to proving yourself and your expectations and uh, your conceptions of subjects wrong. And so finding out all this new information and you take it and you make it into a, a well-structured argument and then you'll post it and somebody who thinks that owning a Jeep is a personality will just comment that it's clickbait <laughs> and that the article's wrong. And it's like, dude, did you even read it? <laughs> like, no. Like, the, they'll say something and then I'll put a screenshot of the article that is contrary to their erroneous statement as a reply. And I appreciate all the uh, the followers who... Uh, have been quick to kind of like correct misinformation as they see it. Yeah, when we can't handle it, we can trust you guys too. <laughs> yeah, we, we're uh, very appreciative of that. So moving forward, we have a few segments that we have. We have the, the, the veteran-owned small business of the week. We have uh, Hero of the Week. We have uh, Tales of Valor that we kind of like uh, bring back up and say like, hey, you might have missed this story. We have, uh, do you remember when? We'll take like old cool news that maybe a lot of people missed out on because I spent a lot of time online. So if I didn't hear about something, there's probably a good chance a lot of other people didn't hear about it. <laughs> and uh, so Dylan, what, what, uh, what got you into writing? Well, honestly, I, you know, I grew up in a family of really hard workers. I, in high school, I was doing HVAC with my uncle. And uh, if anything made me want to, you know, sit in an office all day, it was that. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's fair. You um, you also wrestled throughout high school, so that uh, pretty cool to be able to to watch one of our our former interviewees, uh, John. I can never say his last name right. I'm so sorry, John. Uh, <laughs> the Stefanowicz. Stefanowicz. There it is. Yeah, you know, he just went and competed in the Olympics for uh, Greco-Roman wrestling. And uh, you did that in high school, too. So what's it kind of like to, you know, go from being in that aspect to now 
being in an organization that like you know we just had amber on you know covers like people who are at the pinnacle of the profession oh it's exciting i mean i you know in comparison to them i feel like some sort of miscreant because i didn't <laughs> you know i i didn't really achieve much in uh, in those aspirations but still getting to be involved with these people at such a high level of uh, athleticism is really inspiring and honestly you know it just opens up more perspectives which is you know what what we really want to do here for sure and uh beyond the athleticism we've been very fortunate to have uh people who are very accomplished in in other regards on the show as well so uh pulling this up i i was putting together a one pager because we have um, an, another special guest next week and you know sometimes you kind of have to justify the show to people like hey you know like this is who we are this is who we've had on this is what we do and, you know, people will determine if the juice is worth the squeeze. So the the podcast currently has close to 700,000 downloads and uh, several times that in streams. Apparently, those are different numbers. We're listened to over 50 countries. Former guests include Medal of Honor recipient Cal Carpenter, uh, gold medalist Amber English, number one billboard artist Topher and the Marine Rapper, enemy winner David Bonilla, Benghazi hero Chris Paratonto. Actually, I haven't released that episode yet. Oh, I got uh, got to keep myself honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tonto, uh, I got an episode with him recorded. Uh, best-selling author and podcast host Garrett Jones, TV host, former MMA top-ranked competitor Tim Kennedy, TV actor um, and author Vincent Vargas, Department of Veteran Affairs podcast show host Iskra Tanner, five-time Naked and Afraid competitor Ryan Holt, best-selling author and Hollywood writer Stephen Pressfield, and many, many more. We. I've been super fortunate to be able to take um, a, a meme page and build it up enough that we started to have a voice where we could start to syndicate news articles and people would want to post on our on our platforms and then you know take the information that we get from you guys and write articles about things that are messed up and develop a podcast and now a news outlet. Now we have an office and a studio and that's really just thanks to the camaraderie and the fellowship that you find in the veteran community where none of us are perfect, but I feel like the veteran community really appreciates like when you try to make life better for other vets. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, I think anybody's going to advocate for making other people's lives better. At least I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, particularly uh, when it comes to your demographic, because uh, you know, everybody has their, their, their regional loyalties, you know, whether it's to a high school or sports team or to a certain type of cuisine. You grew up uh, down in in uh, southern Virginia, right? Yep. I, uh, I was stationed there, too, and I actually recently found out that you worked at a, uh, a business that I frequented quite often several years ago. So we may have crossed paths before. Uh, you even ever applied to be a writer? <laughs> oh no, it's for sure. That was that was years ahead of that time. You know, I was I was still in the midst of high school. You know, trying to figure everything out, and I probably saw you and glossed right by because they turned me into a waking cashier zombie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that 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 is very much a possibility. I feel that. Uh, you know, if you were to ask me like, hey, could you name 10 cars that you passed on your your way into the studio today? I could probably maybe name like two. And it was because <laughs> they were bad drivers. 
So it's kind of a compliment that I never caused uh, enough of a, of a scene. Yeah, I think, you know, in, in the context of talking about that job, I only ever remembered the people who came through with dogs or like <laughs> I, I met the vice mayor at one point. He was complaining about my service. So, oh, you you ticked off the vice mayor, huh? Yeah, he can uh, making powerful enemies, Dylan. Uh, yeah, I uh, I told him that, you know. He's going to have to get his groceries at the same time as everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fair. <laughs> well, Dylan, uh, what do you, uh, what, what is your favorite kind of literature then? Because I know that there's a lot of different subcategories that people may not be aware of. Well, you know, I, I have a hard time um, picking out fiction that I like. Um, most of the work that I did in college was pertaining to philosophy. Um, I really got interested into the biographical side of those things. Um, I love the ancient Greeks. My favorite philosopher of all time is Heraclitus. Um, Right now, you know, I'm carrying around my little book of Montaigne. Uh, So really, I just pick and choose uh, where I want to spread out. But uh, literature these days hasn't really been hitting all the boxes for me. I, uh, I'm not going to finish sort of, uh, or, uh, dance with dragons until the next book is definitely going to come out. So. Well, that's fair. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just downloaded, uh, the Montaigne, uh, essay book that you recommended. So I'm looking to expand my perception of literature a little bit. I've been getting into a lot of, uh, science fiction and a lot of like fantasy middle earth kind of fiction, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, my, my head's kind of been out in, out in middle earth and, and in the stars recently. So it'll be nice to ground myself with some, uh, I'm, I'm assuming very, uh, pensive Western literature. Yeah. I mean, you know, Tolkien's dope, but in terms of scientific, uh, fiction, you could definitely spread out to like, start with Asimov, Isaac Asimov, or, um, you know, a similar writer to him. They, uh kind of started the whole thing up i would uh steer clear of uh the dude who started scientology i'm sure his writings are pretty good but you know just for the sake of optics at at least until you've uh you've developed a foundation enough that when you read something it doesn't brainwash you yeah you know i i fall victim to that all the time brainwash left and right yeah i believe everything i read you know yeah that's uh that's a problem that I have. Top 10 recipes for turkey that I need to know. Got to buy this magazine. <laughs> All right. So thank you so much for uh, taking the time to hop on the show. Make sure you go to popsmokemedia.com to check out all the news and features and articles that we have on there as well. Um, I will be traveling to Vegas here in the next few weeks to, to do some reporting out there. We have some great veteran-owned businesses that I'm going to Um, do articles with and features. So until next time, bye.